Plasma Physics Lab. Danger. We're at the University of Sydney's Physics Department to meet Paddy Noman. Hello, ABC. Hi, how are you? I'm Will. Paddy is tall and has a giant bushy beard. His hair is in a braid that reaches all the way down to his waist. Paddy is a rocket scientist. I got my PhD in physics from the University of Sydney late last year, so now newly minted Dr. Patrick Neumann. It's, it's still nice, new and shiny. I am a physicist. I'm working on plasma spacecraft propulsion systems. Today is a very important day for Paddy. Today could change his life. Paddy is about to ask for a couple of million dollars. Paddy has built a rocket, and at precisely 4pm, he's going to pitch it to an Australian venture capital firm called Cathona Capital. So what makes his rocket so special? Well, it's an iron engine that Paddy says is more fuel efficient than what the guys at NASA are working on. Sounds good, right? But Paddy has a huge battle ahead of him. His chance of getting capital is minuscule. It's about 1%, 1 in 100. This is Control Z. I'm Yasmin Parry. And I'm Will Ockenden. Stick around over the next two episodes of The Rocket Man's Moonshot. Can he pull it off? This is the big time. Paddy will have about an hour to sell his company, his rocket and himself. We're looking to ask for one to two million dollars. We've done some costings, we've done some budgets, ballpark salaries that they're willing to work for because no one can pay rent with dreams. Now, Paddy has actually met the guys from Carphona before. Every now and then, VCs go to events where anyone can register to get up and pitch their idea. Paddy went to one a week earlier across town, but he was in the audience watching because in typical Paddy style, he'd forgotten to put his name down. Hadn't got my arse in gear, many irons in the fire, totally slipped my mind. When a couple of people didn't show up, the MC asked if anyone in the crowd would like to get up and pitch their idea on the spot, unprepared, right now. And Paddy seized the moment. He had the spotlight, the attention, and most importantly, 60 seconds. So what you're about to hear is what the VCs heard. This was the hook that got Paddy today's meeting. G'day, I'm Paddy Neumann, the chief scientist at Neumann Space. What we're doing at Neumann Space is we are developing a pulsed cathodic arc plasma spacecraft propulsion system. We call the Neumann Drive for obvious reasons. It is a solid fuel, highly efficient spacecraft motor that is designed to move objects in space from one orbit to another or to keep your satellite in the correct orbit using solid metals as fuel. This means that unlike other electrical propulsion systems, you don't need a pressurized gas for fuel. You don't need tanks, you don't need pumps, you don't need pipes. All you need is the solid block of fuel. This means it's really easy to refuel. You just screw in another block of fuel. This also means you can use defunct satellites and space debris as fuel because satellites are made out of metal. We've already got an offer for up to 100 kilograms of launch in late 2018 to test our system in space. We look forward to testing this. And if you have any more questions, please, Talk to me later. Wow, that was so good. So right under the under minute. minute. Paddy is different from most tech startups for one very special reason. His company offers cutting-edge science. 
Paddy's lab is cramped. It's one of the reasons why they need funding to move into a bigger space. Have you seen the actual Oh, if it's not sitting next to the... Coffee mugs, notepads and pens sprawl across the desk. Paddy tells what I think is a joke about how some money for some new laptops would be helpful. My laptop has, uh, has problems with uh, render rates. So I can get a copy of Dante's Divine Comedy is stacked behind the computer and a well-thumbed paperback edition of The Man Who Sold the Moon by the so-called Dean of Science Fiction, Robert Heinlein, rests on the desk. But it's the object in the middle of the room with the big red button on it which says panic dump that we're here to see. It's a rocket engine, an ion thruster. It's known as the Noman Drive. Yes, it's named after Paddy. It's the mad scientist's wet dreams. <laughs> Gleaming steel and copper and science. <laughs> Stick with us because we're going to explain why Paddy's rocket is so extraordinary. We begin in the 1960s with Apollo the space program that sent man to the moon. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes. This is the launch of Apollo 11. On top of this giant bomb, otherwise known as the Saturn V rocket, sit three men. Michael Collins, Buzz Aldrin, and who was that other guy? Oh yeah, Neil Armstrong. Rocket Propellant 1, or RP-1, is the fuel thrusting the rocket up. It sounds fancy, but it's basically just kerosene. It's mixed with liquid oxygen, and that's your chemical rocket fuel. But Paddy's rocket is different. The engine is powered not by chemicals, but by electricity. Instead of pumping burning gas out the back, an ion engine fires particles at speeds approaching 50 kilometres per second. And Paddy says his rocket is even better. He's tested it at speeds double that. The very, very hot water that comes out the back of a hydrogen-oxygen rocket comes out at maybe four and a half k's a second under optimal conditions. But unlike chemical rockets, Paddy's machine can't launch from ground level. Something about too much air down here and the fact it would take a lot of electricity. If we can get the same sort of flow rates as from a, a chemical rocket, we'd be able to take off from sea level, but that would require stupendously huge amounts of electrical power, like a gigantic flying nuclear power station, and that's never going to happen. So Paddy's engine doesn't get you into space, it keeps you in space. He says it could be used to keep satellites in the right orbit so they don't fall out of the sky. Satellite lifetime extension. If you've just launched a large communication satellite for Optus, for the NBN or whatever, it's got to get up to where it's going to be sitting and it needs little rockets on board to make sure it stays in the correct orbit. There's not much air up there, so there's not much atmospheric drag, but as the satellite orbits along, there will be little gravitational tugs from the moon, from the sun, from everything else in the universe, tugging it away from where it's meant to be. Paddy told us he has heaps of ideas for his rocket. There's the idea you just heard, where you treat a spacecraft a bit like a tugboat, which pulls satellites up into their correct orbit. Or you could strap a heap of these rockets to asteroids and move their orbit close to Earth for mining. It could be used to collect broken satellites, ones that are just cluttering stuff up, and you could drag them down into the atmosphere where they would just burn up and clean up the space junk. He got pretty excited about it, and we did too, because there were some pretty cool ideas in there. But you might be thinking, where will Paddy's Noman Drive get the fuel for this? Well, he has ideas about that too. Either take it up from Earth, which is kind of boring, or, Paddy says, it's powered by metal and electricity and it can run on solar. So he spent a long time telling us he could have these giant mirrors in space that reflect light onto other satellites, like broken ones, 
and melt them down and then use the melted down satellite as fuel for his rocket. So cool. Basically, he says, it's really efficient. With this level of fuel efficiency, you can use 30, 35% of your spaceship mass as, have that mass as percentage as fuel, put your spaceship up into space using a chemical rocket because we just don't have enough oomph to get off the Earth's surface and into space. But once you're up there, using this 30, 35% fuel fraction, you can go from Earth orbit to Mars orbit and then come back without needing to refuel. Okay, so in simple terms, <laughs> that's his rocket. But at the moment, it's bolted to the floor in the lab, so it's not going anywhere. But it was time to turn it on just for fun. Start the system going. System's live. Cathode is charged. You guys are clear, not touching the steel? Beautiful. Firing. Whoa. There's a flash of light when the titanium metal particles are sent flying from the back of the drive. As you peer through this inch-thick piece of glass into the guts of the machine, you can see pieces of plastic moving as the irons slam into it. Isaac Newton was right. His third law of motion. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, and it's happening before our very eyes. Thrust is achieved. The system works. <laughs> But that's the easy part. The VCs are due to arrive in half an hour. Anyone else in this position would be nervous. I'm nervous. But Paddy's life has geared him to be uniquely prepared for this moment. It's not so bad. I've spent my time uh, standing in line at Centrelink, so I know what it's like to stand in line and ask people for money. Also, over the years, I've been highly involved in various student clubs at the University of Sydney doing student drama. So I'm used to the idea of standing up and putting my all on the line and saying, this is what I've done. Do you like it? Carthona Capital are the people you go to after you've exhausted what's called the friends and fools round. Your mum has put money into the company, your friends have backed you, you've held bake sales, you've financially taken things as far as you can go on your own. But now you need more. And that's where Carthona step in. These guys specialise in investing in startups early in the game. The average is a little more than a million dollars the first time around usually, which is not big bucks in the VC world but it makes a big difference to a company getting off the ground. And the other thing to know about Carthona is that if Paddy secures funding, he may also be agreeing to Carthona coming onto the board of his company. These guys like to get involved in the businesses they back. So if the deal goes ahead, it'll be a very close relationship. So it's imperative that Paddy clicks with them today and sells himself as much as his rocket. Oh, and one more thing. Carthona invest their own money, so it's also high stakes for them. If they back a dud and blow it, it's their own cash on the line.
At exactly four o'clock, Dean, James and Damien from Carthona Capital arrive. All three are dressed in blue collared shirts, dark pants and brown leather shoes. Inside this room and the various connecting labs, there are numerous hazards, including electric shock, lasers, X-ray emissions, trip hazards. Paddy launches into the longest, most detailed safety briefing I've ever heard. Object trauma. Don't bash your head on anything. That's not cool chemical hazards and some other random hazards. He explains which parts of the machine will kill you immediately and which parts will kill you slowly and painfully. That is the safety button. It dumps the charge and the capacitors to ground. We don't have many pitches where there's a danger of getting killed. <laughs> Not first pitch anyway. And then the pitch begins. Why don't you assume we know nothing? No worries. I'm going to assume you guys did all right in year 10 physics, year 10 science, and I'm going to pitch it at that sort of level. Right, perfect. Our machine works kind of like the bastard child of an electric arc welder and a spray coater. This meeting went for about an hour, and it wasn't a startup pitch in the traditional sense. Instead, Paddy showed off his machine and talked a lot about it. It was not what I imagined a pitch to a group of VCs would usually look like. What happens when you bring the point of the welding rod close to the anode is... And at times it may have diverged a little bit away from Year 10 physics, but... That's by necessity. We are talking about a rocket. The thing has to go into space. It's going to get complex. And the VCs had their own questions. When do you think you'd first be able to commercialise what you're doing? Good question. Paddy tackled each question and then it was over. Good. Thanks very much. They shook hands. The VC guys left. OK. Let's see. Alone in his lab afterwards, Paddy was upbeat. He was confident. I think it went really well. They're very interested in the technology. They saw the pendulum move and they had that wow moment. This is legitimate. It's the classic line about Galileo insisting that the moons of Jupiter are still moving. The heavens are not fixed, right? Um, this, this thing can be the next big thing. Uh, we want it to be that way. We need help to develop it. And we think that they're interested in helping us along that way. We said goodbye to Patty and rushed outside as the Carthona team were leaving. Our suspicion that what we had just seen was not exactly normal was confirmed. Completely unusual. So, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves in looking in garages. So looking in a lab like that is the sort of thing we really like doing. But it is a very unusual pitch for someone to be showing sort of cutting-edge science to us. Generally, VCs don't back cutting-edge science. They're looking for product applications and, and businesses. But, you know, we're trying to back really unusual things. And one of the things we say to, to our investors is that we, we're, we're looking for moonshots. And this is probably the first real moonshot we've seen. A rocket engine that could move asteroids. Something that could efficiently take humans to the moon, to Mars, beyond. Paddy's not just offering a big idea with a big potential market. He's shooting for the moon. We did our best to find out which way the VCs were leaning. Is Paddy's idea worth a couple of million dollars? Or is it too niche, too risky? Uh, interesting. It's not a conventional pitch, uh, but they're not in a conventional business. You know, some people are really polished and understand the way to pitch to VCs, and sometimes that can be too polished. They definitely come across as scientists, and it's a really interesting idea, but... We back businesses rather than science. Next week on Control Z, we find out Patty's fate. You have three new voice messages. New message. Hi, Yasmin. It's Damien Fox from Carthona Capital. Just calling to let you know we've come to a conclusion on human space. 
Could you please give me a call back at your earliest convenience? Thanks. Bye. And with two captive VCs, I decided to pitch my own startup idea and kind of wish that I hadn't. Okay. This is really, this is actually really nerve wracking <laughs> now that I'm um, here in this moment. Okay, so. That's all for today. You can find us on Twitter. Yasmin's at Yasmin Parry. I'm Will underscore Ock. We'll tweet some pictures of Paddy and his rocket and his lab. And if you've got a terrible app or startup idea, please let me know. Then I won't feel quite so bad about my terrible idea. And if you need some more tech news to hold you over until our next episode, check out Download This Show with Mark Fennell. It's on iTunes and in the ABC Radio app, just like us. Catch you next week with the thrilling conclusion. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye.